You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 235. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. It's Marisa. Okay, I'm super excited about this episode. I'm super excited, not just a little excited, but like super excited about the opportunity that I'm going to be inviting you to via this episode. And I'm going to open with a little story for you. And that is in 2015. You may have been there in 2015. I know, I know you have, some of you have been with me since 2006 when I launched this podcast. Well, I had paused my podcast and I missed it. I really did because, and I won't go too far on this part of the story, but you know, I just, I am compelled to share with you what I figure out what I learn, my secrets to success. I don't like to keep them secrets because I just want you to have everything you want in your life. Like quite simply, that's pretty much it. I just want you to find as much joy in your life as as you desire. And especially obviously around creativity and what's possible for us as artists today, you know how passionate I am about that. So the short version is, because I was missing podcasting, there was this little app that came along and it was called Periscope. And it was where via Twitter at the time, which I was much more active on uh, Twitter since the early days, you could go, you could live stream. And I am someone who remembers a platform. I don't know if it's still in existence. It's called Ustream. And back in the day when Sean and I had our Creative Coconuts community, we also used Ustream. And I remember just being blown away, like, what? You know, this is from someone who taught her first online courses with a audio recording and a private blog to witness the changes that have happened. They just continually amaze me. And I got on Periscope. And this was a huge wake-up call for me in my business because the first group of people that I started to follow were in the online marketing space. And they were teaching other online business owners, not necessarily creatives and artists, but online business owners, many of whom were starting to teach in the online space. They were teaching them how to market and what they had figured out. And as a creative, initially I was like, gosh, you know, these are the, these are people that I wasn't really paying any attention to, was not aware of their world because I was very much in my, I kind of called it a creative bubble online. And 
I was a little bit like, as many of us creatives are, I was a little bit kind of skeptical of, you know, these people all seem, they all seem salesy to me. Okay. Now this is where it can go down a totally different path in that uh, they're very good at at what they are passionate about, which is helping people market. And I've talked about this at length. I will keep this part short as well. Artists, we have been, maybe you feel this way, maybe you don't, but I was always super skeptical. And I was also very much unknowingly in my own way around my marketing and my selling. And you've heard me talk a lot about this and why I created a course now called Artful Selling. Like I am hitting the nail on the head because there was so much that I missed because of my attitudes, because of my mindset, because of not just my attitudes, but because of just overall mindset of humanity sometimes. Like we're not allowed to talk about advertising, marketing, selling. And when we do, it suddenly means that we're just in it for the money. And we're um, maybe this is extreme, like maybe being con artists and right about now you might be like, Risa, where are you going with this? So stay with me. So I get on Periscope. Let me bring this back around. And I'm intrigued though. I'm like really intrigued by this world of people that I had no access to because I was so in my own artist world. And I was so inspired by this group of people that I started following who were really, really good on live video and on Periscope in particular. Well, which was actually was the only live video at the time. There weren't even Facebook lives that came after the fact, Instagram live all after Periscope. And one of the reasons I felt so compelled by all the people I was following and artists weren't really doing this at the time because, because we tend not to be front facing because we tend to be shy about our marketing and our selling. And we don't equate that with us being the face of our art and our brand and right? There's a lot to unpack there as well. And people who are way more comfortable with that were adapting to this platform so quickly and in a very genuine way, because when you're doing something live, it is what it is. (laughs) Like You're going to get a sense of someone on live video. One of the reasons that as I've shared many times, I've really enjoyed Clubhouse, you're going to get a sense of of someone very quickly when you're listening to them with no script, when you're listening to them or watching them on video as well. And so I became bonded to this group of people that I watched. And six years later, I am proud to say so many of them are my mentors. And I invested in a number of their programs and courses. And no joke, it has been, as you know, it's been life-changing for me. And I, I just say, oh my goodness, if I had just had a different mindset about this and reached out to people that knew more about their specialty, uh, clearly their expertise, like reached out to people with different expertise and didn't only surround myself with artists who are wonderful. <laughs> I love my artists, but you know, I kept feeling limited. I kept feeling like I was hitting a ceiling. Like nobody would talk to me really about growing my business, about wanting to really like make more money as an artist, about 
how to get out there and market myself as an artist. It just, everything was sort of ethereal and organic and pretty. And I know this is a long story. (laughs) It's a longer story than I intended to tell, but this is really important for me to share this with you because one, the person that I'm bringing to you today is someone that I met on Periscope and started learning from at this time. And I was completely drawn to their transparency, their enthusiasm, their energy, their fun, their just, you know, their very light and free approach to connecting with their audience and um, caring about their audience and just being very transparent and upfront and, and taking their audience on the journey with them, which is something that I've always done as well. And so I find myself being really drawn to people who either via their podcasts or their lives or their, you know, anything that they're sharing that their, their emails, they're taking you with them because it's pretty wonderful to be in the world with someone for a number of years and be able to watch them grow as a person, as a, sorry, there's an alert there, um, as a person, as a business owner, you know, in the case of artists, like watching them grow in their art and watching different people grow into a mentorship role. It's, it's really powerful. So I go to, I was so inspired by Periscope. I was on it like all day, every day. And, and to be honest, I could not figure out why, because I was in that stage of my mindset. I wasn't planning to invest in anybody's trainings at all. I was like, I'm just really intrigued by these people and how confident they are and how unapologetic they are about their work and what they're doing and how open and transparent and just like a willing to be vulnerable, all of the things. And they just do this on live video. And I was so intrigued and I wanted to learn from them, but I wasn't ready to take that next step, but I was obsessed with it and listening all the time, listening all the time. And I, as soon as there was the first Periscope Summit, I was like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm going to this Periscope Summit and I am investing in this conference. I really don't even know why. Again, there's not, I could hardly find any artists. I think there were a few of us and yet I felt compelled. And I only share that because I believe in trusting those moments in your intuition, even if it's years later that you realize why. So at that Periscope Summit, I met up with a friend. I was making new friends through Periscope and we were we ended up sharing a room at the conference and we were going to, my goodness, now the phone is ringing. <laughs> All kinds of things are happening. We were going to the, we were meeting up with some of her friends and I end up in, uh, we're shopping in H&M. I end up with a group of people and then we're cruising around Manhattan and we end up in Times Square and there's the Times Square cam. It's like the Revlon cam and we all have a photo and I have a photo with my guest today, Zach Spuckler from 2015. (laughs) 
where we were all at Periscope Summit. And I knew him already because I had been watching his periscopes. I knew his, I knew his dogs. I knew what he was working on and his business and his life. And, and I was completely intrigued. He was entering this online scene and he was going gangbusters. And he was so fun to watch on Periscope. And so it was really fun to have this opportunity to meet him. And we have this photo. And fast forward, you know, Periscope starts to fade and, you know, I'm, I'm losing some connection with some of the people I found there, but still, still aware of everybody I met there. And I cross paths with Zach again at a time in my life and business where I'm like, I know because I've, I've watched him grow. I know this person is able to help me specifically around Facebook ads is something that I was wanting to learn and I was ready to learn. And I thought, oh my goodness, an opportunity presented itself for me to work with him over a weekend with a group, like a small group implementation workshop environment. And I jumped on it and it was absolutely a game changer. It was another game changer for me in my business. My social media following grew by thousands after just being absolutely stagnant for years, which you'll hear us talk a little bit about. My email list grew by thousands and my bottom line, my business grew by thousands of dollars as well. And this is a combination of many things, right? As we talk about, it's not solely Facebook ads, but that plays a huge part of it. Um, I have been investing in my knowledge and my choosing the right mentors over the past couple of years. And I've started sharing what I'm learning with you and the people I trust the most um, in this industry because I'm so thankful for them and what they have brought into my life and countless of uh, other students and people in the world who are just making it happen. And we're in our own community of supporting each other and our successes and cheering each other on. And one of those people is Zach. And it's the coolest thing that I get to, I stayed working with Zach. He's one of my, he's one of my main coaches. And so he's helping me through many areas of my business growth and specifically around Facebook ads. And so I sort of bugged him and said, hey, can we put something together that would help artists? Because I feel like this is such uncharted territory and so many people don't even know what's possible with this in the creative space. And Zach not only runs his own ad agency, he has uh, helped countless business owners with their Facebook ads. He's an amazing teacher and mentor and he and his partner started The Calming Oasis, a handmade candle company. And he started taking everything he was learning within the um, realm of other businesses. He started bringing that knowledge into this specific handmade business. And so that's when I really started bugging him. I said, can we put something together to help our artists? So we have a workshop coming May 22nd. It's right around the corner and I'll have all the details for you in the show notes and we'll talk to you more about the specifics around that. But as is Zach's style and, and my style, we want to leave you with tangible steps that you can take if you are 
whether you end up joining the workshop or not, it's tangible steps that you can take to really begin adding advertising into your business. This to me is something that is not being talked about nearly enough and not in our circle, right? Again, not in the creative circle. We have certain ideas around certain archaic ideas and old beliefs and mindset around marketing and selling and really being out there uh, proudly with our work and connecting with our audience. And I understand this. You've heard me talk about it many times. This is where I have felt I really slowed myself down. And I'm not going to let it happen to you, not on my watch. And so this is why in recent weeks and months, especially, I have just been emphatic about some of the topics that I'm bringing to you on this podcast and saying, the world is your oyster. (laughs) Go for it. Um, Be really aware of where you might be letting some old ideas kind of steal um, the possibilities away from you. And begin embracing like what an incredible, amazing online world this is. And without without any more to what I intended to be a short story, I want to introduce you to Zach Spuckler. It's just really fun for me to, again, think about how this moment of going to a conference, which was, I learned so much, of course, but how in hindsight, I almost think, wow, was, was this one decision leading to this now decision that I am now also able to bring to you, um, someone that's so wonderful in this industry, so knowledgeable, cares so much about his people. And, uh, I know is just honored to have the opportunity to start speaking to creatives because he's creative himself. So without further ado, Uh, my conversation around getting into Facebook advertising as an artist in the e-commerce space with Zach Spuckler. Hey, Zach. Hey, Marisa. How are you? It's so good to have you with me today. I'm just, we're going to dive right into something that comes up often when I have this opportunity to work with my artists and something that also frustrated me for a long time until I met you, honestly, truth be told, you sort of created a lot of incredible change and growth in my business. And I was, it's this frustration of feeling like in the online space, you're doing all the things, right? You're showing up on social media. We're doing our reels. We're posting to Instagram and Facebook and, and hopefully we're sending our emails, but we're feeling like we're just not really breaking through or able to reach people in the way that we once did. And it can feel so disheartening. So can you speak a little bit to why that is and also how we can start to think outside of that box and begin to reach people in today's online space? Yeah, well, I love this question. Um, because so many people are doing this. They're like, I'm doing all the things, but I'm not getting all the results, right? And the reality is that for a lot of us, we look at other people's business, whether they be other artists or other educators, and we see people's business and we think, well, if they're doing that, that's what's working. And a lot of times they don't see the the, the things below the surface, you know, at risk of sounding like 
a little trite, you know, it's like the iceberg, right? You see the top, but you don't see the bottom. And what a lot of people are doing on the bottom is they're creating systems and processes that help them market more effectively. And I know that the direction where we want to go today is like talking a little bit about advertising and how advertising works, but it's worth kind of looking at some of, of what's happened in recent years, which is that organic marketing just doesn't work the way it used to. And I'm always really careful to say, I'm not saying that organic marketing doesn't work at all or that you shouldn't be doing organic marketing, right? I like to post to Instagram reels. I like to post on my Instagram. I feel like my Instagram hasn't grown in four months. It just sits at the same number. Um, but the organic stuff does work. So I do get sales from Instagram. I get engagement from Instagram. I get people watching my stories on Instagram. So I'm still on Instagram, right? Same thing with Facebook. I still use my Facebook, but you know, the reality is a good post of mine, like a really good post reaches like 12% of my audience on Instagram. That's like, if we hit 12% of the audience, we did a good job. And uh, unfortunately, I know from the comments that some of that audience is like family, friends, you know, people who are just following me because they want to know what's up. Um, yes, I've got the ideal customer in there. But when you are using organic marketing, you're kind of at the mercy of the platform, right? Because it's like, what percentage of people are qualified in this case, like qualified collectors, right? What percentage of that audience that you're actually reaching with your hashtags are even in the market to buy a piece of art, right? So we do all these things that we're told we're supposed to do, like use hashtags, post consistently, do your stories, show up, do your reels. And yeah, you might get some reach and you may even grow, but you're going to hit a ceiling because it's not as simple as it used to be, right? I don't know if you remember, but like, gosh, I would say five years ago, you used to be able to just like post stuff on Facebook on your page and people would like share it like crazy and it would go viral and you'd get lots of comments and engagement. And like, that doesn't really happen anymore. Um, very rarely does something go viral with the exception of reels are doing pretty well. I know that TikToks go viral pretty well, but again, it's like, you always have to be up on the latest trend and the latest technology to like be cutting edge. Where my argument comes in is like, why stress about being cutting edge with technology? Why not just advertise, right? And advertising, I think people get a little nervous about advertising because they're like, oh my gosh, I need to spend a lot of money or I need to really um, have big funds to work with. And it's like, that's not necessarily true, right? You don't necessarily need to have a massive budget to get started. What you do need to have is a clear idea of who you want to reach, right? So to kind of bridge what I've been rambling on about with where we want to go is like with Instagram, you put your content out and you hope to get in front of the right people. With advertising, you choose the people you get in front of. And instead of hoping, you kind of know who it is that's seeing your content. You can get granular. You can look at age. You can look at location. You can look at gender. You can look at interest. There is just a, a massive amount of opportunity for you to be able to get in front of the people who ultimately want your stuff. And so I think it's really imperative that we not pit organic against paid. I think they both have a really relevant place in our audience, but can like what you can do with organic, if you've seen any success with organic, you can amplify with paid advertising. Yeah, I would think, you know, that this would be your guidance to me as well. And what I like to share with my artists, you want to do organic, you must start with organic because you want to know what's working you know, yeah. on a smaller scale and then be able to amplify that with, you know, with advertising that you can really start to grow with. But it's exactly, I'm glad that you made that differentiation. It's not one or the other. 
it's just being able to reach more people because yes, I started, you know, I remember with my podcast in 2006, I was able to reach like 2000 listeners almost right away because there was no podcast. People were like, what is this? I need to know. And my friends would post about me on blogs and I was able to get traction very quick. So part of my story and how how you've been um, so much help for me this year. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate you is because I got used to that. You know, I was in a time where I put my work on Etsy. This was 2007 and I didn't really have to think much more about it. People found me. Um, People would talk about my blog and they would find me. And I was marketing in terms of consistency and showing up. Like I was doing the work, but I didn't have to think beyond of reaching new people. And I because I kind of missed that window, I was so used to the early days. And as things began to transition, I found resistance. I talk about this openly as an artist. I had like resistance to advertising. Um, I have unknowingly or knowingly had resistance to like really selling my work and being proud of everything that I'm offering and putting it out to new people. So I, my business started to stall because I didn't know how to actively find new people. And everything that I was doing before wasn't working on the same level that it once did. And while a lot of this, I did well organically and intuitively, I didn't know how to take things to the next level. And that resistance and the frugal entrepreneurial mindset the frugal business bootstrapping business owner, I should say that person was, was like, no, you know, I've gotten so much quote unquote for free on all these platforms. I don't need to advertise. I don't, and I don't even know how to do that. (laughs) Like what if I, this is like a very, you know, it's a very real thing. I'm sure, you know, um, you know, if people don't know what they're doing, you can kind of feel like you're just throwing money at, you know, you don't know exactly there is a strategy behind it, like similar to this concept of the iceberg. So many people are looking at other people's results and then saying, oh, well, I see it, the top of it. I see the Instagram post. I see the Facebook post. And so I can emulate that. But they don't know, as you said, they don't know how much has happened behind the scenes for that one post to have this kind of appearance. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's so key. What you're saying is like, there's so much that goes on on the back end. And I know that you teach a lot of that. It's like, you're not just like, you know, what we see is an artist throws something on social media, but we don't see them emailing their collector list. We don't see them making personal contacts. We don't see them talking to people individually or or thinking about pricing or thinking about positioning or thinking about how the collection is going to come together. You know, there are artists that I like to follow um, that we aspire to buy their work one day. And, uh, you know, she like releases a collection, but it's like, it's this cohesive collection. And if you were looking at the Instagram post, you'd be like, oh, she made this really great painting. But when you look at the Instagram collection, when you look at the breadth of what she's doing, when you look at the way she's attracting leads into her business, when you look at the way that she's not just saying, here it is on Instagram, she's running a website, she's running an inquiry space, she has customer serve, like, you don't think about all that. Because it's a beautiful presentation, you know, and and a direct way of connecting with her collectors. That is thought through. It's very much like genuine, but it is, there is strategy there. Absolutely. And so to kind of transition that, it's like, you know, 
what used to work doesn't work. And that's pretty standard for the internet, right? That's just it's how gonna, it works. It's going to keep changing, right? It's going to keep changing. And so the best thing we can do, and um, I know we're going to talk a little bit about this today, is understand the, the marketing principles or the advertising fundamentals, right? There's this fantastic book called Breakthrough Advertising. I think I have it on my desk. There's like one place to buy it online. Somehow they got the rights to it. Fantastic book if you're going to write ad copy. I have my little notes in here. I will warn you, this book is like $150 for this for this little book. Um, and worth every penny? Worth every penny. Um, if, if you're going to get into advertising like as a serious core piece of your business, you don't need this book. But I bring that up because this book is so expensive because it was recommended by a really successful copywriter. Um like one of the few books that he's recommended, but more importantly, it's got marketing principles. So the reason it continues to sell is that it has outlasted the time. And so that is where I kind of want to take the conversation today is like, what elements of advertising do we need to have in place, right? Because here's, here is just the, the hard truth that people don't like to hear is if you've ever been in Facebook ads land, you know, things are going to change. They're going to move. The interface is going to change. The buttons are going to change colors. The words are going to change but the principles don't change. What yes. you need to do to get in front of your ideal customer is advertise. You can learn the logistics. You can learn the platform. Yes, it can be daunting. Yes, it can be scary. It's absolutely doable. And I, I just wanted to bring that up, not so that you go out and buy this book. Most people, you know, I run an advertising agency as one of the arms of my business. So it benefits me to know what's working in advertising. But I share that because I really want you to get this, that if you understand the principles of attracting customers, connecting with customers and converting those customers, um, and this is not directly from the book, this is just kind of how I define our advertising efforts. Um, if you can understand those principles, then you can apply them to anything. And I know people that use Pinterest advertising, that use um, Google advertising, that use Facebook and Instagram advertising. As long as you understand the fundamentals of what you're doing, you can take this to other places. And, and so I think that Facebook and Instagram are some of the easiest ads to run. Um, Marisa, I know you've been playing with Google ads recently and I, you know, I find those a little more complicated. Could just be that I'm not. I as do. I haven't started yet, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just find that Facebook and Instagram ads are this very easy, um, subjectively playground to play in, um, as you start to learn what does and doesn't work. And it's a very robust platform that you don't have to spend thousands to start getting results. Yes. And you know what you're just to dovetail on the marketing principles. I mean, this is a foundation <laughs> The advertising. Again, you're putting on top of that foundation. That's the foundation that you want to use also in your organic marketing. Yes. It's, it's important to clarify that you're not going, this isn't about growing your business where you're advertising every single post you do or every right. year it's supplemental. You know, it's really to add on to your business growth at the stage when, well, I would say when you feel ready, but I genuinely think this is that kind of thing where most people don't feel ready. I think they get intimidated by it and they think there will be a better time. And this is the kind of thing that if, if I, if I had known to work with Zach sooner, <laughs> <laughs> this is like the story of my life these days. If I had gotten my head out of the sand as an ostrich and I had started investing in myself sooner, things would look different. 
But as I always say, it's why I'm so passionate about saying, hey guys, this is this is how a lot of people are growing and you just don't know it because they're not necessarily, I don't, it's not that they're not meaning to talk about it. It might just also yeah. be understood. And I find, I'm just going to go on record and say in my creative community, I don't feel like people are using this at all. And they have so many gifts and yeah. so much talent and so much to share. And this is the heartbreaking part for me um, and why I'm particularly passionate about this topic is that they shut down then and they assume that their work may not be good enough, that they're not doing enough in their business, they can't do it all and and they stop and they get disheartened and discouraged. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with it. I was telling Zach before we press record on this, you know, I was doing all the things and I was a person that was very successful early on in the space without having as full of a body of knowledge around all of this. I just kind of found my way with it. And when it started to not work, I realize now I really went inward on that and thought there's something wrong with like my voice. Um, maybe what I have to offer isn't of value. Um, maybe, you know, maybe people aren't liking my art as much as they once did. Like I really started telling myself a lot of stories about this. And when I was able to take things I created and put them in front of the right people, I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, oh, I'm actually really good. I'm actually a pretty good copywriter. And I do have creative ideas that convert and bring new wonderful people. So many of you who are listeners to the podcast, like wonderful people into my world that I wouldn't have met without Facebook advertising. Like it has become this incredible gift to connect with wonderful people. I think that's a very powerful reframe because I don't want to assume that everybody has similar resistances that I did, even as an advertising major. <laughs> I think we think of like an ad agency or I don't know, we just have madmen in our mind or concepts around what this means. And it is really a conduit. It is a direct connection with people who are meant to know you and find you in a way that cuts through all the noise because that was the part and you might want to speak to this act. That was the part I didn't realize how incredible um, Facebook, which of course, if you're, I assume you're aware, you know, is also Instagram. So it's also Instagram advertising, how, how powerful it is to connect you with the people who want to hear from you or who want to know about your art. Like it can be so specific. I didn't realize that. Yeah, th I love this touching off point. And if you see my eyes darting around on the recording, it's because I was pulling <laughs> out my ads account. So I was like, you know what? I want to I want to bring up a couple things that you said. And one of them is that, you know, it's not this, it's not simple. No, it's not easy, but it is simple. And, and so, you know, I think that people have this perception that like you turn ads on, and you make millions of dollars and you just kind of repeat that process over and over and over again. And it doesn't really work like that. And so it's funny, I'll tell a little story. When we started, um, I, we may get into this deeper. If we don't, that's okay. But we started a, a handmade candle business. And that was when I really started to get my feet a little more wet with e-commerce ads. Um, I've, I've run ads for multiple businesses in the education space. I've even run some e-commerce ads um, in the client space. And 
we basically, um, when we started ads for the candle business, it's like, I love what you said, two things. One, you were like, you know, you got to know what works organically. Well, me being the advertising agency owner that I am was like, oh, we're just going to go all in. We're just going to start ads. And the first 12 or $1,300 we spent, my partner was like, hey, I noticed, because um, we we do keep a decent track of our finances, lesson learned from another business. He's like, hey, I noticed that we haven't really made any money, but we've shipped like 30 or 40 candles. And I was like, yeah, like I'm dialing in the advertising. And had we focused more on organic to begin with, I think we might've had a better experience. We got it dialed in pretty quick. Um, we ended up getting to a point where we're getting about a two to two and a half return on our ad spend when we're running ads. Um, we paused them recently, full transparency, because um, life got real crazy for both of us. And I was like, I cannot ship 50 candles right <laughs> now. Asked, um, are you saying you turned a faucet off in your business, in an element of your business? That's how good it is. <laughs> yeah, it was going so well that we had to like take a, take a beat, step back. And, um, you know, I, I share that and I share that information not to be like, oh, look, Zach's doubling his money. Like, must be an expert. I share that because the big takeaway from the story is like, we're not, this isn't, this isn't like finding a vein of gold. Like people want you to think, right. It's not like you're going to find the perfect audience and you're going to sell your art, you know, $300 painting for $2 and you're going to do it all day long. And you're going to, you know, retire to the beach with a, a mimosa or a pina colada. It doesn't really work like that. Okay. When you get started with advertising, it is a hurdle. It is a hurdle that you have to figure out. And, you know, luckily we consulted other mentors in my past experience and really dialed in a system that works for us, but we're always testing. And that is, I want you to understand that the difference between organic and paid is that with paid, you know the people, you know the audience as intimately as you know your business, and then you pay to test what will get them to convert, right? Now you're already doing this intuitively if you have an Instagram, you're already putting out different posts and being like, oh, when I show my face, people interact more than when I show my art, right? Doesn't mean that you should stop showing your art, but it's an observation and it's it's something that tells us about how we get more engagement. You're playing the same game with money. That's it. You're just saying, hey, I noticed that when I run an ad like this, it doesn't work. Perfect example, we ran, um, you guys have probably seen like those uh, uh, ads where it's like the star map, the custom star map, or the commission pet portrait where they make them look like um, like an army general, which keep saying I'm going to buy one day, a little side note. Um, but you guys know what I'm talking about where it'll be like, get your pet portrait for, you know, for today or for free shipping or whatever. We find that if we have text on our images, people don't click them. Um, we actually lose money. If we put text on our image, when we do just the image, we make money. So it's just an observation, but in the Instagram world, when you're organic, it's kind of like, is this working? I don't know. Is it getting likes, comments, shares? In the ad world, it's like, is this working? Well, is it getting likes, comments, shares, purchases? And you can actually track the data to determine where the value is coming from. So I know we're, we're still talking really high level and I'll turn it over to you to ground me a little bit. I can talk theory all day. I want to get tangible for you. Um, but I think it's really important to understand that these are cohesive strategies that play together really well. And you just have to get comfortable with testing and just know that it like, is it a risk? Like, I'm not going to sit here and say there's no risk involved. There's definitely risk. It definitely costs money. But if you're like, look, I can set aside three, $400 to try this out for a month or two. That's worth it. Right. Um, you, we hear the stories of people spending like tens of thousands of dollars, or I spend $5,000 a month on my advertising budget or, you know, whatever. Does it work? Sure. Can you do it? Absolutely. Is that where you have to start? Absolutely not.
No. And, and to your point, you know, this was also the part of advertising I didn't know. And until I started working with Zach, who is meticulous about his numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say you err on the conservative side, which are not err. Actually, I appreciate that you are on the conservative side with that. Like when you're guiding me and in, in my budget, um, you're, you're never pushing me past something that we can't kind of quantify. Like there are, you are able to have formulas with this once you start to, as Zach was saying, you know, test and, and your organic testing is going to lead you into your first paid testing. That's going to give you your jumping off point. And then once you start to see what works, you're able to lean into it more and have an actual you know, mathematical formula. <laughs> I, I laugh because I still don't be- believe the stereotype that artists can't also be numbers people. But <laughs> if you shut down right now, because I said mathematical formula, it's okay. Yeah. There are people to help with that, but you can basically very um, simply see the metrics are incredible in Facebook advertising as well. And you can see exactly what what's working, where you can turn things on, you can turn things off. Like it's, it's, it's really phenomenal. It's really phenomenal. It is um, opportunity. Yeah. It's, and, and that's the biggest thing is it comes down to being willing to like learn data. Right. And it's funny because I talk to people all the time who are like, I'm not good at numbers. I'm not good at data. And I'm like, you don't have to be good at them. Right. Because Facebook's going to give them to you. You just have to learn how to read them. Right. You learned how to read, you know, books. You can absolutely learn how to read numbers. And I'm, um, interestingly enough, I forget what they call it. I'm very like both brained. So back in my, you know, early twenties, I would paint all the time. I could paint very like realistic, lifelike, draw all of that. But I was also a math nerd. Right. And, and I've learned that one does not come more naturally than the other, or, or sorry, one generally comes more naturally than the other, but I really developed my creative side. I've always been music and math. And then I developed the drawing, painting, creative side of my brain. Um, and so you can develop both. You don't have to be one or the other. You know, we live in a right brain, left brain, analytical, creative world, and you can have both. Um, you absolutely can have both. And then you don't have to lose anything from the other to be more of, of one. And I also just want to take a moment to say, you know, like it or not, we are, we have entered an age of a much more sophisticated marketplace. Mm -hmm. And so you can absolutely, and I, I recommend it, you know, to get started, you can kind of bootstrap your way into getting things going. It's, it's not that complicated, but once you have a clearer vision, a more defined artistic voice, you have an understanding of kind of where you want to go with your art business, then I now encourage and advise people to get as up to up to speed as quickly as possible, because you're entering a marketplace where people are investing in their knowledge uh, way more than we used to their education and they're investing in various forms of advertising and they are investing in getting support. Cause I, yes, we know there are all kinds of all the things to do and it is different. There weren't all the things to do back in the day. And I, I have ended as my final complaint about that. It just doesn't <laughs> matter. It's like, it is what it is. So the marketplace, as we said at the opening is, is in constant change and it's our roles as artists, as entrepreneurs to A, not buy into the old stereotypes of who we once were, to embrace and find the creativity in our business side, which 
advertising is actually very creative and to, you know, uh, really lean into the sophistication that is required, not only for us as online business owners, but our audience is sophisticated. You know, our, our collectors are aware um, meaning they they are very thoughtful about where they want to invest their energy, their their finances, their attention. You know, it's all growing in a similar pace. And I really encourage people not to do what I did and kind of keep your head in the sand and say, oh, that's not for me. I'm not ready for that. Or I don't know how to do that. Or I don't have the budget for that. So I'm just not going to do it. It, that attitude cannot get you very far in today's yeah. world. And I do recommend, and we should talk about it, huh, Zach? I do recommend getting support from people who know what they're doing. And so I asked Zach, let's say I bugged Zach. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I'm like, listen, you have helped me immensely with my Facebook advertising for the service teaching um, course membership side of my business. I've added thousands of people to my list. I've more than tripled my membership. You know, what do you know about (laughs) what could we do? Could we create something, especially that you and your partner got into the handmade candle business, which I love, by the way. You can kind of see it behind me. I love Zach's candles. Um, the Calming Oasis. Yes. Yes, that's us. <laughs> that's that's uh, Zach's candles. They're fantastic. And what could, could you help me create something that could help my artists? Because I feel that there's a massive opportunity and not enough people are talking about it or even really guiding creatives in this space. And so Zach said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He said that he would be willing to help me. So we're, we're putting together, uh, well, Zach's going to be hosting a workshop May 22nd, Saturday. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I would love to talk about that. And before I go into specifically what we'll cover in the workshop, just so that you guys have something very, very tangible to walk away with. Um, Cause I know we were super high level and I'm such a sucker for like, but what do I do? Right. Yes. And so I appreciate if you're that. listening to this and you're like, what do I do? Well, the first thing is you want to learn Facebook ads, right? And you can learn them through an, a number of avenues, right? And we've got the workshop that we're going to share some more details on. We've got, um, you can go to YouTube and watch how to run Facebook ads. Guarantee you will get education there. You can take courses, you can take trainings. Facebook, uh, it's called Facebook Blueprint, has a has a basic strategy, um, or not basic strategy, basic walkthrough on like how the entire ads manager and system works. Um, I'm always pro investing time and or money, right? Because you can always invest your time. It's free, but it's limited. You can invest your money. Um, it's not free, but in theory, it is unlimited um, because you can always make more money. If, if that just like struck a chord with you, trust and believe it is true. There's always more to be had. I very truly believe that. Um, but basically like first things first, you want to learn the fundamentals of that. Really quick, not to interrupt you. It's what I learned is it just goes faster. You know, you've got two tracks. One can be more time focused and one can be, if you invest in certain areas, whether it's the right mentorship or advertising or whatever that is, you're just going to go a lot faster. And I've done both. (laughs) Exactly. So I want you to learn the fundamentals of ads, right? And we're going to invite you to a workshop. It's a, it's a five hour day um, where we basically do everything. We teach you 
like how Facebook ads work, getting into the Facebook ads manager, writing your copy, finding your images, understanding the campaigns to run. And we do that all in five hours. Or you can piece your own strategy together by learning online and investing more time, money, energy, fine. That works. That's how I started. I get it. But as soon as I could, I invested in mentorship, training, and testing. Okay. And can I speak really yeah. quickly to the concept of the implementation workshops? Yes. They are, that's how I, well, I'll share the story at the beginning, or I have shared the story by the time you listen to this part of the podcast. <laughs> you know, I became connected to Zach working with him as a coach almost a year ago through doing a Facebook ads implementation workshop with him. And I was so I loved this concept of actually sitting down, taking this chunk of time and going through it with someone to guide you. You know, I think I was just talking about the sophistication of the market. I also believe in the sophistication of the education market. And I feel that everybody's got all the info, you know, like Zach saying, you can go, we can find anything we want to learn today. But to be able to have someone who is as experienced as Zach guide you through step by step, I knew when that opportunity came to me for the service side of my business, I was like, uh, yes, where can I sign up, please, <laughs> as quickly as possible? Yes. I have learned this lesson the hard way. I trust Zach's going to help me through. And then I continued working with him as well. And it's it's as I shared, it's been a game changer for me. And I just, I love this format. So we wanted to bring you something similar. I don't know if you two, Zach, you've been teaching online for many years. If you find that you're getting better, not better results per se, but just that people are craving, they're craving this, right. To be able to like walk away with something. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what the intention of this class is. So um, for those of you listening who are like, look, that doesn't make sense for me right now. I'm very much, and I know Marisa is the same way. I'm not like a hard seller. That's going to be like, you've got to get in, right? You have to do it. So the class is going to be five hours. It's $197. And we're just going to help you create and run your Facebook ad campaigns. And so for those of you listening who are like, okay, this is great. Maybe not right now, but what am I supposed to do with Facebook ads? Like, Zach, you sold me on the idea. And now you basically said, if I don't take up your workshop, I there's nothing I can do. So let me give you some really tangible advice about what we're going to do in the workshop, but that you can take and apply to your business. Okay. Um, so we'll link up the workshop. I don't have the URL, but I know Marisa does. Yeah. I'll She's put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. She'll put it in the show notes. Um, but basically we're going to help you understand the three, I call them phases of your audience. So the first phase is what I call a growth campaign. And a growth campaign is basically how do you get your reach to more people, okay? So one of the campaigns that we run, um, I actually had another physical product business and this campaign did exceptionally well for us, is a campaign with the intention of getting more engagement and followers, right? Because one of the things you can do with advertising is a lot of people don't know this, but if somebody likes your photo on Instagram and it's a picture of your art, you can run another ad to them promoting that same piece of art. So the first campaign is basically how do we get your art, yourself, your brand, your publications in front of other people? And I call that a growth campaign. And basically what we do, and I'm going to get a little technical. So if you're like, this makes no sense, great, come to the workshop. If you're like, I already get this, great, run with this information. We run an engagement campaign. An engagement campaign is basically a fancy way of telling Facebook, hey, I want people to like, comment, share my stuff. And as a byproduct, your Instagram following will grow, your engagement will grow, your comments will grow. And we like to keep those running all the time, okay? 
two, three, four, five dollars a day. Doesn't have to be a crazy amount. Second campaign that we are always running, right? And and I tell people all the time, I'm a great coach, great at strategy. Sometimes I don't follow my own advice because I'm busy <laughs> doing it or teaching it. Um, we don't always run engagement campaigns for the candle business. Um, we're working on bringing them in more strategically. What we are always running when the faucet is on is buying campaigns. And so buying campaigns is where you take an actual product, whether it be a piece of art, a candle, a sculpture, and you put it in front of the people most likely to buy your product. So like for us, we sell crystal infused candles. Do you know who really buys those are people who like anthropology right? And our candles actually are a little cheaper than anthropology, but we're a little more premium than the average candle you would buy at like um, Bed Bath & Beyond or no, not Bed Bath & Beyond. Jeez, Bath & Body Works. You can tell I'm a, I'm a guy sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, it's more, it's a, it's a higher end candle. We're about $40 a candle and we, uh, they're crystal infused. And it's like people who like anthropology are very much that kind of like boho, spiritual, kind of airy type person, you know, the soma I'm that's one, like the candles. I'm one of those. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I don't mean it in a negative way, just a- No, a free but, people anthropology person here. <laughs> yeah, so like very much like, you know, boho, like they're all about the the vibes and how things look and feel. Um, so we, we put a campaign in front of them. It does really well. Um, we also create custom audiences which is kind of a more advanced concept, but remember how I was saying people who are liking and following your stuff on Instagram, you can make audiences from those people. And an audience is quite simply um, a fancy way of saying who you're putting the ad in front of, right? So who's actually seeing the ad content? And so you can say like, people who follow me on Instagram, people who have been to my website, we're always running ads to people who are most likely to buy our stuff. And then the last campaign type that we're always running is a retargeting campaign. And this is like, if you've ever looked at, you know, that dress or that home decor piece, or you've been to another artist's website and then it follows you around Facebook or the internet, we'll teach you how to do that. Um, and that campaign, basically, when you look at them as a stack, you're basically attracting new people into your fold. You're getting them to engage with your content and then potentially be fed into your buying campaign where now that they know you and your stuff, they're more likely to buy. And then if they don't buy, you basically remind them of this opportunity. So it's almost like, you know, if we kind of remove this advertising element, um, if you just think about shopping, right? So I don't know about you guys, I'm on a million, like I'm a, I'm a self-proclaimed shopper. I like to shop. Um, so I'm on like, I'm just trying to think of, um, literally pulling up my email to look like Bloomingdale's. Right. So Bloomingdale's, uh, I like to shop there from time to time. If I go to their website and look at something, we've all had this experience. They come to you and go, Hey, I noticed you were looking at this. You should come back and buy it. Well, that's like your front end, right? Or your buying ad, right? Um, but how did you find Bloomingdale's? Well, you walked in and gave them your email. You shopped their website and signed up for the 10% discount. That's the front end engagement. Now you're in their fold. Now they're contacting you, obviously via email, but this can be done via advertising to come buy something. And then if you don't buy it and you add it to your cart or you start that process, what happens? Don't forget to finish your checkout. Don't forget to come back. Guys, your cart is calling you. <laughs> exactly, right? So this, this concept is, a, is not a advertising concept. It's a, a customer experience, customer journey, customer conversion, whatever you want to call it, process that everybody goes through, whether you're brick and mortar, whether you're online, whether you're a fusion of both. Everyone goes through this process. They discover you, they engage with you. They might buy right away, they might not. You continue to nurture them. They may buy, they may not. You continue to remind them, they may buy, they may not. But a percentage of the people going through that process are going to buy. 
And it's going to be a higher percentage with advertising than it is organically because you get to choose the person that you connect with initially. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, what is the very tangible advice? Run a growth campaign for engagement, a buying campaign for conversions, and a retargeting campaign to get people to buy back from you. And on the workshop, we're literally going to go through each of these campaigns, how to set them up, what to put in them, and how to ultimately build the entire machine that drives more people to your hearts. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And yes, I will be there learning alongside I'm excited you. for you to be there. Yeah, because so I, I'm ready to, you know, take this, take what I've learned and what I'm continuing to learn because they're different, you know, targeting for uh, the service side of your business versus the product-based side. They're different, right, Zach? That's yes, fair to yes, say. Yes, yes. Um, slightly different strategy and approach and everything. And so I'm excited I already 100% trust Zach's guidance, and um, I am excited to start bringing this to my new my new art that I'm going to be bringing forth. Because I too actually put a pause on my art, which seems so strange, as since I just had my best quarter. But I I'm also you know thinking through everything with a whole new lens, um, a whole new approach to my business. And, uh, it feels very empowering. And I just, you know, as my podcast listener knows, you, you know, I just really want to bring more of that for you. You know, I started this podcast saying, boy, if I can make it as a self-taught artist and build a business for myself, then I'm going to take you on the journey with me. And I just continue to do that here on the podcast and I don't want, I don't know that people are feeling secret about this, but I was so surprised at how little I knew. Like also, <laughs> let's just quickly add the one of the benefits of having an email list that that everyone who knows me well knows I'm like constantly like, are you emailing? Because you use that in your in your advertising. Like you use your email list. And uh, the reason that you might want to do some live painting, live uh, teaching, live sharing on Facebook and, and, and reels maybe is that you can use that in as well as part of your advertising campaign. Like there's a, such a bigger picture here that if you're only piecing together snippets from what you're figuring out on your own or talking with some people, you know, that might be in the same place as you, you're missing an entire world. At least I was, and I don't want that to happen for you. And I know Zach doesn't either. He's a, he also has the heart soul hustle podcast and you can find him on Instagram at hearts whole our heart soul hustle as well. Right. Yep. And, and the calming oasis when you want a, a Zach candle. And he's always sharing. In fact, that's how I found him initially was through Periscope and learning from him back in the day. And so it's really fun to work with him now and to have this opportunity to bring something really special for you that might be uh, might be a game changer in how in in reaching your ideal collectors, which is everything. I, yeah. Yeah. I get excited about this. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate you having me on. And, and honestly, like the big thing for me is like, look, I'm an, I'm a Facebook ads junkie. And one of the things that's really cool about this is that I've, I've played the field in a lot of ways. So I've worked with people who coach and sell $10,000 packages on a phone call. 
I've worked with people who sell $27 products online. I've worked with people who sell um, reusable physical products like, um, like uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm so terrible that I can't remember the actual word she uses. Sustainability, there we go. Like yeah. sustainable living. I've worked with people who sell $500 courses, memberships. Like, And what's cool is that one of my core things is that I always feel like we can learn more about what we're doing from what other people are doing. Because the things that artists are doing to get seen and heard and noticed online are not the things that course creators are doing. And the things that course creators are doing to fill up their webinars are not the things that people selling, you know, handmade candles are doing. And the people doing handmade candles are not the same as people who work on commission-based art. Like, and, and the value in that is that if you can pay attention to what other people, whether it be free or paid, are bringing to the table and doing below that service of the iceberg and integrated into your business, that is where innovation happens. And so I'm not sitting here being like, I'm an innovator. What I am saying is that you can be an innovator, especially in this industry, you know, in the art industry where not a lot of people really understand the nuances of ads or they're getting lucky or, you know, they don't, like, I know a lot of people do like drop shipping or selling their widget. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. It just is. But like you are, if you're listening to this, you are an artist and that means that you are literally creating and birthing things into the world that you care about, believe in, love, and know will change someone's life in some way. That combined with the innovation of all these industries gives you this advantage that you care about what you do. You want to do more of it. You want to reach more people. You want to get in front of the right collectors and we can help you do that. Um, yes. And that's, that's what gets me excited. So. Yeah, it's it's beautifully said. And now we have all these ways of doing that. And I don't I I know we've got to be conscious of your time. Good. We were just going to just for the objection if there is one around like well is Facebook changing? <laughs> Zach, like is yeah. now the time to get in? Like is it still working if anyone yeah. is wondering that cuz it it does always go through transitions and there was a big update um this is still the time, right? It's yeah. still working. I always forget this saying. I think it's like, when's the best time to plant a tree is yesterday and the <laughs> is today, right? Yeah. Like just like organic, the like Facebook ads used to be a lot easier, a lot better, a lot cheaper. Um, they've gotten more expensive, but the reality is you've got to get in and you need to advertise yourself, whether that be organically or paid, you've got to be doing something to get in front of new people advertising is the, especially Facebook and Instagram ads are very low hanging fruit in terms of like, and, and I truly believe this. If you have basic technology understanding, you know how to click buttons and you know how to type words, we can get you running Facebook ads in, in a couple hours. It's really not as complicated as we think it is right now. Are you going to understand the exact intricacies of everything and know what every button does and be like a mastery in 20 minutes? No, but there has never been a better time to start putting yourself in front of your ideal client like today. Only better time is yesterday and we can't turn back the clock. So I'm, I am a big advocate for it. I'm not running away from them. I have clients that are leaning into them. We're running successful promotion with clients that are using Facebook ads. So my thing is like, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, yeah, this is the best time. No, the best time was, was a year ago, was a month ago, was a week ago, but the next best time is right now. Yes. Exactly. And there will be, what's really helpful when we do these as well, there will be a recording 
yes. um, for people who sign up and you can go back and you can, I do this with Zach's training. Like you can <laughs> pause it and you can work on it, you know, when you're doing another ad and you'll have that to always reference back to. And uh, Zach's kind of an exceptional teacher in that way that he's very methodical about how he shares the information and concise. And so it's easy to follow the steps again and again and again. So I'm excited. If someone hears this after the fact, um, we'll have to find a way where you can get on a wait list or, you know, find out again, because this is special. We're doing this for the first time and hoping that it's going to be really helpful for a lot of you and it will be limited, I think, right to 50. 50 spots. Yep. Yeah. So that's just so that we can make sure that if you're there and you have questions, you get them answered. I've, I found that with about 50, like you guys want to know the numbers, about 50 people sign up, we'll get about 30 to 35 that show up live. Um, And then of that, about 50% of them will ask questions. And it's hard to feel more than like 20 to 30 questions. Um, We've had classes where all 35 people are very engaged and ask questions. We can still handle that. Um, We could handle it at 50. That's why we cap it at 50. But once it gets past that, it's just hard to get the individualized attention that we want to provide. So we do cap it for capacity. yeah. So I don't know why I felt I needed to justify that, but is your, one of, like it being a small, intimate size. Exactly. Well, one of the reasons that I really appreciate working with Zach is, is his transparency and everybody who he's always like taking you on the journey with him as well. <laughs> he's like similar <laughs> to my approach in this online space. And, you know, we just, we're passionate about what we do. We just want to help you wherever you are on this journey to make some progress forward and to know what's there for you if and when you need it. And hey, uh, get on this sooner rather than later. Don't be like me. (laughs) Yeah. But when you start to plant the tree, things can happen quickly. And that's pretty exciting too. So you might be at a place where you're like plugging along and then all of a sudden things start to grow. And I'm guessing if you see people growing, they probably have some kind of um, paid advertising going on. <laughs> yeah. It's making that happen. Yeah. So on all fronts, but any closing words, Zach, as we. Absolutely. So the last thing that I will say is a couple things. So my, my parting word is actually two words. One, it's not a magic bullet, right? So this is not going to solve all your problems. And one of the things we'll talk about on the workshop <laughs> is making sure that your store and your systems are set up, right? So like, we don't just drive traffic to a website and hope it's going to convert. We've checked the conversion rate of the website. We've checked that we're collecting emails for people who may be interested. Um, we have an email list of about 450, 500 for the candle business that we can promote to. Um, so we are, you know, it's not just ads. Ads are a piece of the equation. Ads amplify. So if you are like, not selling anything. Your website is never converted. You don't really know what you want to do. You don't have a clear picture of who you want to target. This is probably not the right time for you. And that's okay. Get clarity on your vision, get clarity on your offer. Um, and that's a marketing word, basically get clarity on who you want to serve and how you're going to serve them. Whether that be through oil painting, watercolors, a specific collection, you've got to have clarity first. The other thing that I will say is, look, there is so much upside potential here. Um, I think that, you know, you might be looking at this and going, well, how much, how much, or that's a big investment, or, you know, I get it at different levels of your business and life, things cost a different amount, right? It's, it's just a different perspective. And so you might be like 200, that's a steal, but you might be like 200, that's a stretch. 
what I want you to be able to commit is like two to $300 upfront to be able to test things, to get some data to play around with and, you know, do the math, right. Which I know can be scary, but if you're, if you're averaging, you know, $40 a sale, ask yourself, do I really think that introducing advertising, I can get five, 10, 20 additional sales a month, a quarter. Is that worth it to me? Right. Because at the end of the day, I tell people all the time when I'm doing sales calls for the agency or when I'm selling courses or when I'm doing a webinar, if it's not the right time, it's not the right time. It's a business decision, but don't make a business decision out of fear. Make a business decision out of the numbers, the facts, the reality. And if you're like, look, $500, I've got it. It's going to stretch me, but I'm going to go all in and put all my effort into this and make this happen. That is what you will do. And if you're like $500 would not put food on my table for a month. Hey, it's probably not the right time. Marisa's got amazing strategies. She can help you organically. She's got an incredible membership that's low ticket. Like, um, and that's subjective. I know. I know it's all subjective. Um, I think it's a very reasonable price because I run in circles where memberships can be four or $500 a month. So it's like, you know, just keep these things in mind that it's all subjective. It's all about where you are. And I know we talked a lot about the workshop today, but even if you don't join the workshop, just put a date on the calendar, 30, 60, 90 days to just revisit advertising. doesn't have to be with me. doesn't have to be with Marisa. I truly believe, and my message is that advertising amplifies. And if you believe in your work and you believe in your message and you believe in your mission, you should amplify that. Yeah. So just give yourself the capacity to say, hey, even if not today, I will reevaluate what this means in 30, 60, 90 days. So how's that for like the anti-sell of the... <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you to take this workshop. Don't no. even show up. <laughs> no, we love you and we want you to do what's yes, right for you. Yes, yes. Always. Like that's it. It's just, you know, planting seeds and and sharing knowledge and and saying, hey, by the way, this is happening. So so pay attention. You know, sometimes we have to hear things. I know I do several times. And so oh, I yeah. know this conversation will continue. And I can't wait to report back. Um, my own progress with all of this as well. And Zach, thank you so much um, for all that you do, for all that you've yeah. done for my business, especially, um, and also for sharing your time and insight with us. And yeah, again, I just really appreciate you. So thank you. And thank you well, for thank you. for creating this opportunity, you know, because yeah. I've bugged you. <laughs> no, thank you. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for having me on. I'd love to connect with you guys. And uh, I think it's going to be great training and this will not be the last you see of us, hopefully. And and I know Marisa, the world is only going to see more of you as you continue to amplify. I am going to be amplifying. I stayed quiet for too long, (laughs) too long. Not any, not anymore. Um, And Zach, I know I mentioned, excuse me, a couple places we can find you, but is there a specific place that we can send everyone? And I will also add these links into the blog post. If you want to stay connected at Heart Soul Hustle on Instagram is the best place to go. If you want to learn more about me, my experience, my background, heartsoulhustle.com, full transparency as artists. I feel like everybody can relate to this. I'm not a huge fan of my website right now. I think it could be better. I probably need to update some stuff. Oh, we always want to update. Um, But uh, on Instagram, at Heart Soul Hustle is probably the best way. You listen to this and you love it, tag me in your story. Um, Send me a DM and tell me what you thought. You know, I love hearing from you guys. And um, if you got questions about the the workshop, I know, Marisa, you're happy to answer them. I'm happy to answer them too. Don't hesitate to DM me. Um, Yeah, but Instagram is like the go-to. I keep... I, this is what I do. I say, I'm going to work on my Instagram. And then I do really good for like three weeks. And then I fall off for five days. 
But you have all, this is, I know when this is releasing, I'm on Instagram right now. So this is a time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This is a, a quick uh, turnaround. And I have to say, Zach's doing some really fun, funny reels. reels. Yeah. <laughs> so we love reels. If you want some inspiration and just see him go all in on his Instagram strategy as well, it's pretty fun. I know uh, one of our members was loving every single one of them. So <laughs> good. Yes. That makes me happy. Yes. All right, Zach, thank you so much. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love. Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.